Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Shape the Coach's weekly message, where every week it is our mission, our aim to deliver to you a creative, authentic, positive, inspiring message straight to you, the people. Um, Every week, that is our goal. We're so happy that you are here with us on this journey, however you found your way here, whether it was through social media, just a podcast search, a loved one, a friend, however you found your way here. Thank you. We hope that you enjoy your time here. If you are a first-time listener, we just want to say thank you so much for giving us the chance to check us out. Thank you for being with us along this journey as we learn and grow together. We hope that as you listen, you take something away from this message, even in this short time. We hope that something reaches out to you, grabs you, tugs at your heart, gives you something to meditate on throughout the week, throughout your life, and hopefully that you come back. You can also visit us at shapetheculture.org where you can subscribe to have the message sent to you personally. Um, or you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever your favorite podcast provider is. Um, if you are a continuing listener, I just want to say thank you so much for continuing to listen. Thank you for continuing to join us on this journey. Um, each week, you know, it's just it's just learning and growing together, figuring something out, giving us ourselves some time to meditate on some things, figure out how we can be better people in all areas of our life. So I'm just so excited that we continue to learn and grow together. This week, we are continuing and concluding the series titled Judas. Um, This series has been great, taking us through the many stories of Judas we see in the Bible, really showing ourselves some different sides about our shadow selves and our our true selves, our higher selves, really showing how we can betray others, we can betray ourselves, how to process and be mature with our emotions and our actions. So this week, we will be concluding the series. I will be reading from the book of Matthew this time, chapter 26, and I'll be going from verses 47 to 56. And they read like this. And even as Jesus said this, Judas, one of the 12 disciples, arrived with a crowd of men armed with swords and clubs. They had been sent by the leading priests and elders of the people. The traitor Judas had given them a prearranged signal. You will know which one to arrest when I greet him with a kiss. So Judas came straight to Jesus. Greetings, Rabbi, he exclaimed and gave him a kiss. Jesus said, my friend, go ahead and do what you have come for. Then the others grabbed Jesus and arrested him. But one of the men with Jesus pulled out his sword and struck the high priest's slave, slashing off his ear. Put away your sword, Jesus told him. Those who use the sword will die by the sword. Don't you realize that I could ask my father for thousands of angels to protect us and he would send them instantly. But if I did, how would the scriptures be fulfilled that describe what must happen now? Then Jesus said to the crowd, am I some dangerous revolutionary that you come with swords and clubs to arrest me? Why didn't you arrest me in the temple? I was there teaching every day. But this is all happening to fulfill the words of the prophets as recorded in the scriptures. At that point, all the disciples deserted him and fled. And so to conclude this series of Judas, it's only right that, you know, we take a look into their final moment together. You know, after traveling, spending years on the road together, they've talked, they've walked, they've learned, they've debated, and now it's finally coming to an end. Um, This is the last time that Jesus and Judas will be able to look each other in the face, speak to each other, all of that. And to me, I feel like this moment 
had to be emotional, both for Jesus and Judas. Because I, at the end of the day, I do believe that they loved each other. I believe that Jesus loved Judas just like he loved the rest of his disciples. I believe that Judas even loved um, Jesus and the disciples. And I don't take it for granted that in this moment, as you read in the scriptures, Judas is still acknowledged as one of the 12. He was still part of their family. But the reality is that Judas had chosen to betray Jesus. In this moment, he made that decision. He lived with it. He walked with it. And he even leads them to one of their known meeting spots. And he comes with a group of men with clubs and swords. But what reveals Judas's love to me even more is the fact he signaled who Jesus was with a kiss. It was almost like his final goodbye. It was almost like his, his last sign of saying, you know, Jesus, even though I know I'm betraying you, I'm fully conscious of that, I still love you. Because with a kiss, that is how friends greet each other in many cultures. And I know it's hard to imagine, but in my opinion, I believe somehow Jesus, I mean, Judas thought that he was doing what was best. But for this final message in this series, I want us to focus on we can on the lesson we can learn from the response of Jesus. And I say response intentionally because that's exactly what Jesus chose to do. Jesus didn't have a reaction towards being betrayed. He had a response. He responded. In the story above, we read that Judas called Jesus rabbi and Jesus called Judas friend. This shows in their hearts that they were committed to each other and committed to their individual causes. No matter who you agree with, they were both doing what they felt was right and necessary. And so the question is, what can we really learn from this, from these two polarizing figures in this last moment, showing care, respect, and love for each other, you know, in this such emotional moment of, of betrayal? And to me, it illustrates that we have to live with the insight that Others will do what's best for them before they do what's best for you. But this fact, even though it might be kind of harsh or it's just like a truth of reality, this should not allow us to stray off of our path. Instead, we continue to get better. By coming to this understanding, we won't feel offended or hurt by the actions of others. We'll understand that that's how life plays out. And we, can't, and we can focus on moving closer to our victory as we continue to focus on leading with love. And what I love most about this moment is that Jesus didn't resist or refute his betrayal and resist uh, betrayal and arrest. And he didn't attempt to regain Judas's loyalty at any point. He let life take its course in a moment where he had absolutely lost all control. He allowed evil to be done to him. But at the end, once again with the words, he explains why. And the thing is, the truth is, Jesus could have got away. He could have had his other disciples fight for him. He could have made it. A, he could have made a scene and attempted to escape by himself. He could have run and begun to live his life as a true fugitive who could never be seen in public. And there were even people willing to fight for him. And we see this when one disciple takes action and chops off the ear of a servant. But then Jesus explains that those who draw the sword will die by the sword. And this isn't a display of weakness or passiveness. And, you know, you know, Jesus was big on turning other cheek. And a lot of people debate that. But turning the other cheek is a sign of courage. Jesus was willing to trust that his life was more and that this wouldn't be the end of his story. 
He was willing to set his sight higher and believe that he would overcome the evil that was right in front of him. Judas was Jesus's ultimate test of faith. In those moments when you feel betrayed, attacked, abandoned, you are called to show that you believe in everything you claim. In those moments, it's not enough for you just to say it. You must show it. People will want to see you retaliate and to react, but it's so much better to respond. When you respond, you, you, that's when you're like, you're giving yourself time to process and reflect. Before all of this happened, Jesus was literally in the garden praying. And what was he praying for? He was praying to have the strength to avoid falling into temptation. And I think sometimes part of temptation is that it's tempting to want to react and want revenge. We live in a culture where we almost praise, you know, being able to have the last word coming out on top. But what does that really do for you? There is respect in processing and responding properly. You demonstrate character and maturity that way. And it's almost like in those moments, you have to ask yourself, how can you let someone throw you off your own path? If you believe you are blessed by God, then it's only right that you act like it. Another very important part of this emotional moment is when Jesus states, it must happen this way. And I think another thing in our culture that we tend to do is we spend too much time resisting instead of responding and enduring. And once again, it goes back to proving what you really believe in, what we really believe in. It's all about our faith. If you tell yourself or others that you believe everything happens for a reason, then you have a responsibility to live out that declaration. You have to understand that everything is under control, even when it's out of your control. Jesus resisted nothing during his betrayal and arrest. He knew what would come to pass, and he decided to let his faith speak for itself. This is not, like I said, praising, being passive. Instead, I believe it shows strength to endure and to trust in something bigger than yourself. Because ultimately, Jesus would have hurt others if he decided to fight back. He would have pulled them into a battle they were not meant to be in. And, you know, so through this story, we see how Judas can represent our shadow self or our dark side. And like I said, in every moment, there's always two sides to take. There's the Jesus side and the Judas side. And in this moment, I love to see how Jesus was directly confronted with those choices. Like I said, when he was be being betrayed in real time, he could have act, he could have reacted with anger and violence, or he could have responded with empathy and love. And I love that Jesus chose to stay on his path, even when faced with betrayal and the evil right in front of him, because it truly takes courage and strength for us to stand in the face of evil. And then it shows maturity when we are able to process our emotions instead of being controlled by them. And that's why this message, you know, I said that big piece that we started with was that kiss. And that's why this message is titled The Kiss of Life, because I think you know, responding, like I said, takes time for allowing ourselves to process. And you have to think about Jesus and Judas in this moment. You know, Judas gives him a kiss and says, Rabbi, you know, and in that moment, I feel like Jesus was able to make the connection like, okay, wait, one, this is really happening. Two, you know, even though this is unfortunate, I still care for my friend Judas. I still love him like a brother. We have traveled together. So instead of allowing me to react, let me respond. And once again, call him friend, show him love and empathy, and even show him that, you know, all is good. Do what you have come to do. 
And Jesus in that moment displayed great leadership, set a great example for us all. So thank you once again for listening to another message from Ship to Culture. Like I said, I hope you enjoyed your time here. I hope you took something away that you could meditate on throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout your life. If you enjoyed this message, you learned something from it, please share with a friend, a loved one, someone in your community. We follow the model of each one, teach one. And until next week, I'll talk to you all. Love you.